Hello and welcome to the Super 8 Podcast brought to you by sportstalk.ie. Super 8 Podcast is a GA podcast hosted by myself, Dorn Hart, and anchored by former hurling superstar Sean Ogahalping and football legend Shane K. Kern. We would like to thank our new show sponsors, the Hudson Bay Hotel Group and Syncon Recruitment. Glad to have them on board with us. We are also running our first Super 8 Podcast competition, kindly sponsored by the Hudson Bay Hotel Group. All you have to do to win a two-night stale in the luxury four-star hotel is go over to our Twitter page at Super 8 Podcast and give us a follow. Winner will be announced on next week's show. We'll also be joined later on by AFL superstar Ray Canellan, former Westmead player as well, and see how he's getting on after his first year down under. Hello, Sean Oak. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, Doran, boy. All good, Not yeah? A- and yourself? <laughs> Not a loss, no. Sean, I suppose, Sean Ogg, um, you, you had the great honour of probably winning every award in, in, in the GEA. You lifted Lee McCarthy on three occasions, and um, I suppose even with Napiercy, you had, you had some great runs. But is there any um, memory that sticks out for you over that time playing with Cork and Napiercy? Yeah, as you mentioned, I was uh, I was fortunate there to be involved um, in successful club teams and inter-county teams on top of that. Um I suppose if I was to if I was to pick anyone in particular, probably two stick to mind, right? Um, I suppose the pinnacle would have been the 2005 All Ireland final. I captain Cork that year, so I was fortunate enough, like, to kind of walk up the Hogan stand and they accept the Lee McCarthy Cup from Sean Kelly, who's the um, who's the president of the G at the time. So that was a fulfilment of a childhood dream, you know. Uh, ever yeah. since I say, ever since I uh, ever since I saw the cup coming to the school when I was a 12 year old kid. In 1990, um, that was my dream to to play with, to try and play with Cork number one and to be an all on winning captain. And as most people know, Doran, like kind of to get all those stars to line, to, you know, to line yeah. in that way is like kind of hence teeth. It, it rarely happens. So, so, so that was that was number one. And then number two, then I won a county final with my club in the Pearshig with two of my brothers, Satanta and Izaki, playing with me. So that was extra special for the family and for the yeah. club. Um, you were unlucky. In 1999, you, you, you lost out in an All-Ireland final in football to do the double, uh, Sean Og. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think it'll ever be done again, will it, with the way training's gone nowadays? Or is that something that you look back on now and think that would have been a, some achievement? Ah, uh, look, um, if I was talking about the ultimate achievements, well, on the other side, um, that would be my biggest regret, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, one, of, uh, one of my biggest regrets, um, not landing the double that year to repeat Teddy McCarthy's feet. Um, Teddy was the only Cork fella to do it in the same year. There's been other players who have done, who have won hurling and football, you know, they've, they've been athlete players, they've been Cork players, um, maybe Galway, Dublin, Couple but, others. but yeah, they've won, they've won all Ireland's and hurling and football. But Teddy was Teddy's the only fellow in the history of our game that has won both in the one year in 1990. And then I was only a kick of a ball away of doing that in 99. Me, me beat us. And funny enough, like looking back, looking back in those finals where we weren't expected to win the hurling one against Kilkenny, we yeah. beat them. Do you know, Kilkenny were raging half three of it, and we yeah, beat yeah, yeah. Point. And it was vice versa in the football. We um, we were probably tipped to beat me that year, but um, 
as Corkonians know, when they meet Mead in all Ireland finals, I go, we don't have a great record against Mead in all Ireland finals. They're, they're, uh, as you would know, because you're uh, you're neighbouring <laughs> there with me, they're, they're tough folk to beat. So, um, yeah. Trevor Joy's ran the show. Uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Joy's in Graham Garrity. Unbelievable, yeah. There. It's like, yeah, super players. We were, we were in a, uh, I was on the way at the weekend and we, are, we were having a serious debate over who was better, Trevor Giles or, or, or Graham Gertie. Oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. We, we, my my own gut feeling is, <laughs> yeah, like that's like saying, that to me is like saying who was better, Sugar Ray Leonard or, Mar- uh, or Marvellous Marvin Hagner. <laughs> I don't know. You know it's uh, um, probably, well, in my view, probably Trevor Giles probably the more consistent top performances on big days well not on big days but like outrageous performances probably from Graham Garrity you know kinda, yeah I know exactly what you're uh, saying yeah, as you like when, like, when Graham Garrity played when he was on top of his game he was outrageously good where Trevor Joyce did the bread and butter stuff every day of the week like you know uh, it would have been great like you know kinda, yeah. uh, I, I, it'd be nice to have it'd be nice to have my picture up in the Crow Park Museum like, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, this last Friday um, it's probably one of the uh, topical issues at the minute uh, Graham, or Colin Cooper's testimonial it seemed to go off without the world ending and I suppose the great and the good of Irish sport turned up and it, by all accounts it was a very very positive very positive occasion what, what's your t- what was your t- Taking it, Sean Oak. It seems to be very divisive. Yeah, look, um, look, we we've heard so many views now of the last few weeks on this, like you know, um, and it's been hot topic until Bally Raggett came on the map <laughs> there last week, right, which which took the attention off it. Um, my own good personal feeling is I don't agree with it. You know, um, yeah, uh, um, I, I I I like I don't agree with it for a lot of views, right? Kind of. Um, I I I think Colin Cooper himself, do you know what I mean? Can I? Yeah. I would I wouldn't I, I, I and I wouldn't knock any other GA player. And I've I, I've been involved in that both myself. Yeah, we have a lot of respect for him as a player. He's, like he's not, done, he's, he's done remarkably well, remarkably well out of the game up to now from you know endorsements and uh, and various things, right? And then now that he's retired, Doran, I mean he's going to be involved in media. You know, like if if he plays it right, he'd be like Colm O'Rourke, like doing media for the yeah, next. As long as he wants. And, uh, and and it's like it's not like that. He's going to be on the breadline. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, I'd be all for it if if he if he had picked up a bad injury where he couldn't work ever again and he needed assistance. Do you know what I mean to help him? Yeah, like, we all know players like this. Do you know what I mean? By all means, but um, I, I do you know the way there's certain things that are done in the gym and certain things that are not. Well, this isn't a thing that's not done. Like, do you yeah. Know? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I suppose it's breaking them all. Like, Look, that would be uh, one good feeling on it, like, yeah, you know, that's exactly it. Like, I suppose everybody, like, you know, yeah. um, I suppose the thing from here on then, no, it sets a precedent, do you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then I, I do see more, I do see more testimonials probably happening on the back of this, do you know, um, yeah, happening down the line, yeah. I suppose, like, you said it went against the amateur ethos of the game, like, yeah. um, but. I don't know. I, from personally, for me, my point of view, I don't. I didn't think. I didn't feel the need for the GA to come out and comment on it. I think there's an awful lot of things that in the GA's faces that are swept under the carpet, and I just didn't feel them the need. I think they should have liked yourself. I think everybody has their own certain individual view on it, and maybe I should have, think it should have been left up to the individual whether whether they went or not. But like, if you look at the sports names that were there, and then I suppose it's, it's hard to reconcile with Parry Duffy's view, like. 
that's just from my own personal point of view. But I suppose, like you said, everyone has their own view on it, uh, Sean Ogan. I can understand definitely where where you're coming from. But I suppose it, <laughs> I'd say he, he's lucky to, for the Ballyraga thing that it t- took the heat off many for that week. Yeah. See, see, my 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 own views or opinion, I'd say from from talking to a lot of people out there, would be of the minority because a lot of people see why, like, what's wrong with him making a few quid from you know. Uh, uh, on the back of his brand name, like, you know, playing Gaelic games, like, you know, it's not like that. He was paid over the years, and I get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I know he wasn't paid directly, but he would, like, like with all due, he, he would have been well looked after, do you know what I mean? And, 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 and I think he'd be well looked after, do you know what I mean? In other ways, like, you know, um, but the, the, the one thing that did get to me all right was the goalpost seemed to change and the money aspect, do you know what I mean? Like, kind of, yeah. Um, from the start to the finish if, of it. If you follow it, like there was no mention yeah. of charities any money going to Doctor Cork, and it was only when this for all was coming up, like that, sh- that, that that was starting to come up, which I kind of felt was a bit underhanded and not, do you know what I mean? Kind of above board. Like if there wasn't so much of a roar, I'd say he'd be he'd be back pocketing that totally. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was from from the start, it seemed to change from the, from the outlay of it until the finish. It didn't look professional, if my kids say it that way. Do you know, kind of. Um, <laughs> But uh, but as you said, look, come here, and then from the reports I read, good on him. Um, I mean, the night was a success. There was Niall Quinn, you know, um, Barry Garrity. There was other jockeys there. It was Ruby Walsh at it? Um, yeah, I think I heard Ruby Walsh was at it too, yeah. Um, the tank from Tullow, was it? Sean O'Brien <laughs> there as well. So, um, is it like, for me, for me, for me, having a testimony would be like going to all Ireland finally with no Iran, Avene or Airtane boys band. It's just not fun, you know. But anyway, look, I'm, I may be a dinosaur, you know, I may be a dinosaur view on this. And then, you know what? Uh, I, I didn't get a testimony myself, so there's an element to that as well. Um, Sean Oak, what's your view on the new uh, hurling format? Uh, very ambitious, uh, my view. You know, uh, again, just to carry on from the Cullum Cooper thing, I'm, I, I, I'm a more traditionalist when it comes to these things as well. And to be honest, no, Doran, like, I didn't see nothing much. I didn't see necessarily a whole lot wrong with the current format, you know, or the, you know, the previous format. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at this in two ways. Uh, if if I was a player still playing McCork, oh man, like this would be manna from heaven. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to have that, uh, like to have like a kind of, uh, for want of another word, a, a Champions League format kind of championship. Like you know, that's what you want. Yeah. Games, right. So like, if you were a player. You would have no qualms, or you know, you'd be relishing like you know the 2018 like championship. Yeah. I'm, I'm gone out of enough five years. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Well, I, I, I would have saw the last few years playing with the club. I'm now involved with club teams. Do you know what I mean? I've seen our team. I, yeah. this, is detriment, this is detrimental, man, to the grassroots level. Do you know what I mean? Like, can I, it was bad enough trying to run a championship or trying to keep players, do you know what I mean, in, in the Pearshick or Cork, do you know what I mean, or keep them interested while the county was going on. Uh, that was on a knockout, do you know, that was on a knockout system. Now with a round-robin game, where more or less the, the, all the summer months are going to be taken up. I don't know how we're going to get the club players interested, like, do you know what I mean? Like, to, uh, And that's my biggest, that, that would be my biggest fear with this. It's just going to prolong, it's, it's going to prolong the inter-county season, which is going to have a knock-on effect on club championship games. So. Yeah, I suppose Sherlock Nam he said it's one one good way to kill the sport. Like, and you can see where he's coming from in one way, like you're oh, saying. Totally, I 
I totally, I, I, I'm with him on that, like, you know, yeah. kinda, and then, and then, in the end of the day, like, if you look at the playing population in the county, it only accounts for 2%. That's why I was saying there was nothing wrong with the previous system where, do you know what I mean, kinda, okay, you, you play a game, Grant, if you lose that, you get a second bite. If you don't take that, that's your championship year over. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then you just go back, what you call it, that county then can focus on running off the club championship games for the remainder of that season then. Do you know, for the remainder of that summer. Just know, like, can I, um, uh, you're going to have the months of June, July and August, like, all taken up, like, um, and, and, and here's the thing, Doran, right? Yeah. The county boards will say, yeah, we'll want club <laughs> championship games, you know, between that. But here's the thing. It's, it's the managers that are dictating the association, I think. They're, they're, they're the ones that are, are, are holding them. Oh, the, like, they won't. They'll be reluctant to, re- yeah, they'll be reluctant to release. Like, I, I can't see John Amilo now, like, the incoming Cork manager, releasing, you know, club players with, like, with a big game against Tipperary coming up and then Limerick shortly after that and Clare after that and Waterford after that. Like, you know, like the county board might put in a championship game in between that, but he'd be reluctant to, unless there's two weeks difference between, you know, the inter-county game and club game, I can't see inter-county managers releasing players. Like. I suppose just taking up on that, Sean, like I suppose one thing I've noticed since I've gone back playing with Gary Castle after finishing up with Westmead has just been the difficulty of not knowing when you're playing and wh- when you're going to be playing and what weekends you need to tie down. Like, have you noticed the big, like, have uh, you found that very difficult going back to the Pearson? Oh, team? I like you as well. Totally. Yeah, I like, I, I share your frustration along with other club players because of the unknown fixture, you can't can't tell fellas to go away because there's a fear like if something happens that the game could be put on do you know what I mean like a short notice and you yeah. might have some you might have some players gone away and then and then you're telling players to stay around because look the game could be upon us and then you could be three four five six weeks game put off game put off again like and you're just looking at the players and they're getting cheesed off like you know there's only so many training sessions and challenge games that you can play like you know kind of or, or, or do in between that time um um so i i do feel sorry look on the flip side to that okay there's always two sides of the coin um yeah I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be water, there's gonna be mouth watering games, like you know. And then see, see, the one thing that I'm interested to see, Doran, right? Yeah. This for me, this for me is gonna sum up the difference between professional and amateur. Is see if you can get consistency in games or intensity in games. I I want to see if if it's gonna be there consistently because I don't think it will be there. You know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna play if Cork are gonna play against Tipperary, which is like a damn hard game, if they're gonna play against Clare after that shortly, do you know what I mean? Which is gonna be another tough hard game. Yeah. Limerick and Waterford, right? And it's not knockout, I suppose. Yeah, see see, do you know when it's knockout? Like you know the way it is. We've we like we, I mean we've been there. Like you know you playing the knockout where all like all the cards are on the table and you're going eyeballs out, right? And yeah. then you know like that if you win that door and like you're you're not on for another three or four weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, can, you can recharge. You know you you can recharge the batteries. 
And in three, four weeks then, you can go hammer tongs again, you know, with the same intensity. I don't think we're going to get that. Sorry for interrupting you, but Sean, I suppose just putting your cork out, like, I suppose it will be important though that they get off to a good start if they have any intentions of probably getting out of, uh, or getting out of the group. I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. Like, we won the Mutsa Championship last year, right? And the core yeah. public will be expecting the same next year. Do you know what I mean? A lot of young players blooded in this year. They're a year older. Our public can be hard to please at times, right? But I know the Cork supporters, anything short of a month to final, do you know what I mean, again, would be seen as a, a setback. Well, it gives me great pleasure now to introduce a good friend of mine and uh, current AFL player and former Westmead star, uh, Ray Canellan. How are you doing, Ray? Yeah, not too bad, Dorn. How are you? Great, now, no, it's a good day for Athlone yesterday, uh, picking up the minor final for the first time in, in a few years. Yeah, it was, yeah, geez, brilliant day. Um, it was actually a good turnout, a lot of the senior lads went up to watch it, so myself and a few of the boys went over and, and had a look, and geez, they, were, they, were very, they were very good, the football, the football they were playing was, was unreal. So it's kind of it's nice to see that kind of coming through behind us. Um, so you're you're on a break from from Australia at the minute, Ray. When do you, when do you go back down? Uh, I'm heading back on on Wednesday, so that's in two days' time. Um, so I head back in the first for um, I've got kind of five or six days then to get settled, and we're we're straight back in then to um, pre-season then. So looking forward to it. Good man, yeah. So it was a tough start for you, Leicester. You went over there with kind of carrying an injury after breaking your late playing championship for Westmead. Uh, did you find it hard to settle in? Yeah, that was obviously not ideal. I was kind of I was only back doing a bit of running maybe a month before I went over, and obviously with the with the with the running loads over there, that that wasn't that wasn't a great start. But they kind of eased me into it. Um, you know, they're they're pretty they're very good at kind of how they manage you. They don't want to they don't smash you too much if you if you're not able for it. So they kind of just eased me in, and then come kind of halfway through preseason, I was I was back flying again. So. That there was there wasn't really any any problem at all. Yeah, good stuff, Sean. Oh, just to t- take you up there, and that um, you, you were you were involved in a horrific car crash yourself, and you had, you had a very bad break to your, to your leg. Was that probably the toughest time in your career, or, or trying to recover from that? I did my patella tendon. I was out for a year, um, so that was probably uh, that was probably the hardest that was probably the hardest thing to kind of deal with. Um, in my playing career, I was I was 23 years of age. I thought at that stage you're young, fit, healthy, and then all of a sudden, you're lying in a hospital bed, and the the surgeon is telling you like that. Look, uh, you won't be playing for a year, and you'll be lucky to come back playing. So that was that was tough to take. But um, but like in a lot of things, and I'm sure Ray would concur. Like if if you if you have your wits about you and you're determined to do the rehab and you want to get back, you 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 you'll get back. You know. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Ray, you're with St. Killer, is it? I am indeed, yeah, yeah, I am. You're with St. Killer. Uh, the, the first question I want to ask you, what's it like? What was it like to train with Nick Rewald? Um, no, he, to be around a character like that, for anyone who, who doesn't know, Nick Rewald was the captain of St. Kilda. Um, he would have been the longest-serving captain in AFL history, but this year he, he gave it up to kind of make way for, for new leadership because he knew he was going to retire. played well over 300 games, some of just one of the most incredible athletes I've ever come across, but... So to be around him day to day and you see the professionalism and how he kind of how he carries himself about was it's something that that'll definitely stand to me and hopefully if, if I can have kind of a few more years over there it'll be I'll, I'll try and emulate a lot of the things that he he would have done in in his training methods and in his preparation because he, he's he's famous for for his preparation before games and and, and how professional he was because it's funny Ray right the reason why I asked you that question why was because I. I, I had the fortune and the, and the misfortune of marking him in an international rules <laughs> game and 
like it was back in 2004 I'd say he was I'd say he was he was number one or number two in the draft in 2002 right? yeah. it was 2001 it was a famous draft right there was himself Haji and yeah. Chris Judd right and then yeah. they, so so three years on he would have been still finding his way I was marking yeah. him didn't know much about him and then God man I blew up after like, yeah. I, like so he was full of, <laughs> I, I blew up trying to mark him because he just he just let out he just he was doing fifty meter lead up and down up and down man and it yeah. was like it, it was like bring me back doing you know the um yeah, like I, I like I, I, I completely ran out of petrol tickets and he was going and then after that moment where that fella, I said look I'm gonna follow this fella's career man this fella's like is a machine like and then yeah. and then and then lo and behold man kind of what a career he's had and then all other listeners and then this is. Unfortunately, over here, and not many people kind of follow the AFL. But yeah. like, oh, like this fella's like the for me, man. He's like the Roy Keane or the um, yeah, uh, like oh, like uh, like in the Premiership, man. What a, a what a player, what a great career, boy. And then and then not alone, our rate. The other thing that sticks out is, do you recall the mouth that he took taking Sydney. running backwards with the fighter against Sydney? Like that was not yeah, a, yeah. Well, that's it's fair. Anyone yeah. who. If you ever just want to look up a kind of 10-second clip that'll kind of epitomise who Nick Rewalt is, um, just type into YouTube, Nick Rewalt, Sydney, and it'll be the first video that comes up. And it's, it's almost hard to watch. With it. It's just a ball kicked over his head. He's running back, as they say in Australia, running back with the flight of the ball. Um, no regard for kind of himself. Jumps straight into two fellas, gets turned upside down, does a somersault and lands on his head and just hops straight back up and... That kind of that's just kind of the player he was like you know he's he'd, he'd, he'd die on the pitch. You like, know, Ray, in that industry, and in that industry, if you flinch like that's your career gone. Like you know, yeah, if, no, if you go back with him, like that's not a done thing. Like you know what I mean? Kind of no, coming back with the fight of the ball, and if you if you blink or you're looking left and right, like your your career is on the line. Do you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. that's a career ending move. Like so to do that, um, yeah. do you know the one thing like kind of and I cry over it like not to see him win a premiership. Like that's probably going to be yeah. you know he's won everything except. Except for Premiership, yeah, hopefully you yeah. guys, um, you guys have had a good season this year, haven't they? St Kilda, like just, just outside, yeah. you just, you just barely uh, unlucky not to make the finals this year, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. we were. We we just kind of we came down to the last game, um, and we ended up we lost to Richmond, who went on to actually win it, win it and, and they won it quite yeah. convincingly in the end. So, um, yeah, I think I think by our own standards that we had set at the start of the year, we would have counted the season has been slightly disappointing. Because um, obviously finals were where we wanted to be, and if you don't make it, you're kind of you need to kind of reassess where you're at. So um, it would have been a bit disappointing in that sense, but also positive in the fact that like we've got we've got quite a young side there. Um, that's that's kind of that's building, and and we're we're um, we're kind of going in the right direction. So that's kind of a positive to kind of to take from, I suppose. Just yeah, just yeah. taking up on that Ray, just taking up on that point, like uh, you're. Your training schedule over there, like, has that has it been a big difference from like? Well, I know it has to be a big difference. You're obviously playing professional sport, like, but um, did you find it tough to settle into the training schedule over there? Or what kind of way do you train over there? So your preseason is um, your preseason and, and your in season is, is very different. Um, preseason is from so I, I it's from kind of what next week. So then I start in November until the end of February, start of March. So it's five five months of, of preseason, and that consists of three pitch sessions a week that are between kind of 15 and 17 kilometers um and they're 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 torture to be honest right there on your kind of your half days where you'd be doing your off leg stuff they'll be just like boxing 
or watt bike sessions or swimming and stuff like that. So even even the the sessions when you're not on on the ground, they're um they're pretty they're heavy too. Um, but then once you get into into your in season stuff, you're you know you're five you're in five days a week. You've three full days which are kind of a lot lighter. If you play on a Saturday, you'll have Sunday off. Come in Monday, you'll do maybe two or three k's of very light running. Um, Tuesday then is another kind of similar session. Wednesday off, and then Thursday is your big your big session leading into the into the game at the weekend and kind of in between all these you've got meetings and you've got skills and and what we call touch so that'll just be kind of grabbing a coach and going into um into the nets the rebound nets and bouncing balls off them to get your hands and to improve your hands and stuff so when you're when you're not on the pitch you're you're always you're busy you're busy doing other other bits so it's um no it's good it's it's actually very enjoyable like having that um that kind of environment where you're just constantly doing something constantly trying to improve a weakness so and kind of see see how good you can get in, in certain areas. Just on that, uh, Sean Og, like it's, would you have given up your, your your all the accolades you've won in GEA for for a career down under or a professional career uh, with the uh, in an AFL? See, um, like yeah, great question because um, I I I had two brothers who tried their hand at it. One with a, like so, Satanta went out and Isaac went out. Satanta Satanta played ten years right in AFL. He played eight years with Carrington, and then he yeah. he last two years with, with the uh, do you know the new team up in Sydney, the Great Western Great, uh, yeah, the Giants, the, Giants, the, the Great yeah. Western, yeah, the Great. So um, uh, so it kind of worked out for him that way, kind of. But I, I, it didn't work out for Isaacy. Isaacy was four years on the Carton list, and then he was delisted. So um, just from my brother's experiences on it, like, kind of, would I have given up? Kind of knowing what they went through, knowing what they went through, probably not. I tell you, I would have stayed home. Yeah. Funny enough, yeah, kind of. That's why, like, that's why Ray, I have the utmost admiration for you, man. Kind of what you're going through, because yeah. and in Camera, I could see what you're going through, by and then do you know what? Uh, more more power to you, but and I can see why you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Kinda, yeah. uh, but like the reality is, like the reality is, play fifty games or even a hundred games, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kinda, like, like, Ray, you probably know this stats as as well as I do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, kinda, it's like it's even the career. best of Australians. Even, it's a very short career, man. Yeah, even the best of the average over there is only six years. Like, so that's, just six that's, years, yeah, yeah. Even so, the best of Australians, I find a heart to master the game. That's how hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> coming from where you're coming from, I mean, with the the success with with Cork and kind of like yeah. like all stars stuff like that. I mean, it it'd be very hard. Like I always say it about my clubmate Dara Joyce, who's after going over. Um, like Dara, oh, he's walking away. Yeah, he's right. walking away from from you know, like possibly numerous All Irelands with with Silkenny and. And stuff like that, which would be which would be yeah. very difficult to to do like and like I I suppose for me then like Westmead we've had some I suppose reasonable success in the last years in the sense that we've been getting to Leinster finals and stuff but um, realistically are Westmead going to win an All Ireland in the next in my playing time that's probably highly unlikely without been without been rude but yeah. I mean just realistically it is unlikely so that um for me it's it's nearly a little bit easier because I suppose I'm not sacrificing as much. As a fellow who's coming from a place like say like Derry, it's a great or, point. Yeah, would be coming from Cork like, until they realise that, like you know, I I would have noticed it in the first kind of couple of months at the club, like the lads who who are are playing kind of interesting. I suppose like some of the more senior players or like the bigger names, you know, like 
not out of any rudeness or anything, but they may not just like give you as much time. But then I, I kind of noticed once I started to kind of play well and I was almost kind of getting into the senior side and then they yeah. started to kind of like notice you and like you, you, you could see the kind of change in, in, the, in the mindset. So you see with the likes of like Zach Tui and, and Pierce over there, they'd be, and even actually in particular Conor McKenna, after the year he's had this year, when he was he was so good for Essendon, you really see that the the media and stuff actually have really started to kind of get around the Irish boys a lot more and like because to be honest they they realise that we're not just coming over here as as a as a little experiment or anything like like we're coming over here and like for the most part like, we we can play like which and and they, they started to kind of to embrace that a bit more in 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 the last few years I suppose thanks to the likes of Zach and, and Pierce and that. How are you finding um Ray? Just a quick question there, right? How are you finding transition from playing Gaelic football at home as a hobby to playing sport as a livelihood. It was something I didn't actually expect and I had never thought of it until I, I, I experienced it. And it was, you're over there, you're playing sport. Fair enough, when you're playing sport here at home, if you have a bad game, like it's not really that big a deal. Fair enough, you, you're kind of letting yourself down if you don't play well. But if you're not playing well over there, you're, it's your livelihood. Like It's, it's your income. You, could, you, you lose your job and and your whole life can change. So the pressure of having to turn up and constantly be at the top of at the top of your performance, it actually it can it, it's quite hard in the head. Like you and yeah. whenever you get a couple of days off, like you really do make the most of it and you, you try and get away and you do something. Because the like the the fact of the matter is like you need to be every day you're at the club, you need to turn up and, and it's a, it's a performance based job. Like you if you're a school teacher or whatever, you can come into school and you know, you can you can have a, a day where you you can get away with not really doing a whole lot and say Dorn would be the most guilty one of that I'd say out of all the teachers I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that now, Ray. Yeah. When you're rocking up to a club where you need to be performing at your best, please the the pressure can it can it can mess with your head a small bit like but at the same yeah. time as as someone who's as competitive as I am and loves sport, it's also kind of it's a good thing too to to test yourself and have to get the best out of yourself every day because Jeez, it, it, it kind of shows you can bring yourself to a new level. Just Ray, on that, like um, I know yourself and probably Robbie Henshaw grew up hand in hand and playing five-a-side soccer and Gaelic and everything together. Um, yeah. He was probably a professional a couple of years before before you made the change. Has, has he yeah. been uh, probably a good probably shoulder to lean on and an ear to ear to talk to during probably them certain times? Like yeah, well actually, you know it's it's what's good. Like myself and myself and Rob, like whenever we catch up, like the majority of our conversations don't really revolve around what we're doing in sport because that's the conversation that we seem to have with everyone else. Like it's actually grand that the two of us it's it, we we get away from sport by just chatting about other stuff together and catching up about stuff. But he definitely um like I, I actually I definitely appreciate kind of his already how long he he's been playing because geez it's it's taxing and stuff on the body like so. One thing I kind of, I, I suppose I pick up from him is just how to value rest days and stuff a lot more. Because um, I remember when I used to be on to him, like say, when I was in college or whatever, down in Galway, and I'd be like, oh, come on, we go do something. And he'd be like, ah, no, like I've the day off. like And I never really understood why he, like you wouldn't want to just go and, I don't know, just hang out or whatever. But you just you have to kind of value your rest days and they're as important as the time you spend in the gym or 
that you spend out in the, out in the field. Just on that, like Sean Og, you played international rules in 2004, like you mentioned already, and I suppose the series is heading back down there this year with with uh, Aidan O'Shea as the captain. Uh, what's your overall t- thinking on the international rules series at the minute? Uh, I like I I I'd be in favour of the concept. You know, um, I mean, many people within our organisation knock it. You know, they feel like this. Look, why we why we engage with the Australians? Like, you know, it's a total different game. They poached the best of all players, i.e. raise a classic case. Do you know what I mean? That uh, but um no, I be I be all for the concept and all for the series, right? Provided that the Aussies tame themselves like because the Aussies tend to get sometimes like kinda they tend to go overboard. A lot of it was tarnished in the two thousand and five series, you know, kinda the the Australians kinda lost heavily in two thousand and four and then basically they were gonna they were going to win at all costs in 2005. Then you would have saw kind of unsavory incidents, like you know. But I, I, like in fairness, like it's it's clean up enough last since, right? So you don't see that. I think uh, the Australians now what they've actually done in in the years kind of 2004, 2005, when it was kind of turned into a bit a bit of a joke with the the fighting and stuff that was going on. They they weren't really valuing the international rules series, and they weren't sending over. A lot of the time, yeah. they weren't sending over their best, and they were just sending over kind of I suppose, like lads really who were kind of just in in AFL to do what they were doing over over to the Irish boys and, and getting rows. And what they've actually brought in now, you have to be an All Australian, which basically means it's an All Star pretty much. So you you have to have won an uh, an All Australian in your career to represent Australia. And um, they, I think they've actually started to value it uh, value it a small bit more, and and it's kind of it's it's made them it's made them almost want to play it a little bit more. No, no, that's a that, like that's a great point, and you could see you could see the way they're picking their teams since then. Like they're going for um, they're tend to go for a lot of like a lot of mids, aren't they? A lot of on ballers, like rather than the big tall like kind of yeah. backs yeah. or centre forwards, like or kind of. Uh, They'll obviously keep her up for the tappings, right? You know the, the the stars, but like they're they're usually going for midfield players. I kind of yeah. Uh, I was just looking at their list there, like kind of the uh, just briefly looking at the the Australian team. I mean, more some of the midfielders, like you know. I think yeah, Dangerfield, Dangerfield, Gary Ablett. Did I see Gary Ablett's name down? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else did I see? But there were more. The what, what position you were playing, Ray, over there? Are you are you half back flanker? Uh, no, I, I well, I, I started off as a half back, um, which is kind of what they do with the Irish boys, just because it's a bit easier to, to pick up the game there. But um, yeah, they 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 moved me around. I suppose at about ten games left, they moved me up to half forward, just to um, I suppose it was kind of just to utilise my speed really and see if I could cause a bit of damage as a half forward. And, oh, very good. And it, okay. Yeah, and, and and that that started to work, and I I played my best my best footy then in in the second half of the year as a half forward. It was kind of. To be honest, it was just because you're playing off the cuff a bit more. You know, I used to, I, I take a mark in a position where an Aussie would have come back off the mark. I just turn and run at goal, and then all of a sudden, right, okay. open the whole game up and sure, your man marking you isn't expecting you to do it. Like so, he's left ten yards behind you, and you're just playing off like kind of you're winging it as well. But like, but sure, look, it, it was working. So, like any sh- that half back lane, if they don't make in the half back lane, Sean Oak, they always put them up into the half forward lane. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah that must yeah. be Sure, anyone <laughs> half back for God's sake. Anyone, uh, people tell me anyone could be a half back for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just well, on that, I, lads. I, I, Cora yeah. is hitting down there now, so she is um, yeah. to, to sign up with. Um, I think it was Grace Western, was it? Uh, Ray yeah. Spurs, I know. She yeah, ran right in a in a club game yesterday. 
Um, yeah, she's playing with, with Greater Western Sydney. Um, super achievement. Um, what's your take on Sean Oak? Her, her heading down there again, man. I have the, the highest respect for people that try and you know what I mean, kind of cut it at AFL down there. Um, it's going to be interesting in her case, no, because basically, look, Ray went though when he was younger, like, kinda, and then this is not being ageist or anything against not, you know people over in, in their thirties. For, for God's sake, I'm forty myself, no, right? But like yeah. this. It'd be interesting to see how she goes like, at her age at 33. See, I'd be interested to get Ray's take on it. Um, I know there's similarities between the two games, right? Where there's a handball, which is a hand pass, and there's a kick pass, right? But like, there's other intricacies involved with Aussie rules. It's, you know, it's, it's a total different mindset in game to Gaelic football, right? Or ladies' football. But I think her biggest challenge now is like, her body, like, you know, to get her body. Yeah. Uh, uh, in that right way, like you know, kind of. Yeah. Um, so you have to be. Um, like I, I would have considered myself one of my best assets when I was playing Gaelic football. Here was my my running ability. Um, but in fact, since I've been over there, that's been something I've just been told that it's a it's a weak point of mine that because these people are the Aussies are so good at their at their just I suppose they can just stay running and running and running. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Obviously, she's she's going over there. A little bit older than a lot of the girls that'll be there. How will her body kind of condition to it? I suppose it, it will be one thing. To be honest, with with the, with the style of player she is, she's she's so strong and physical in the women's game that I can I could see her as kind of what what you call like an almost old school kind of stay at home full forward where you you'd be able to just if if you're stuck you can put the ball in she'll win her own ball and the best thing about it is once she once she takes a mark then it's just a set shot at goal and like. She she's she's so skillful with such good hands and I'm sure I'm sure obviously with with the amount of coaching she'll get the the kicking won't be a problem either so she she I don't imagine her to be one of, she's not going to be one of these players that will be playing you know on the wing getting up and down the park I'd imagine her to be very much a an, an out and out full forward which um to be honest she could she could end up she could clean up because in fairness she's she's incredible here I mean what did she score the other day for, like four thirteen or something so I mean. Like she, like if there was a fella doing that, can you imagine every week that Jeremy Connolly went out, he was kicking four thirteen. I mean, it'd be all over the papers every week, and you know, you nearly. I think she's dead right. She's she's at the stage kind of at her, in her career where she has nothing left to to prove or to achieve. You know, she's won all there is to win. She's what ten All Stars or something. So, you know, why not go out and see if you can she can take over another sport the way she has here so I, I, I wish her all the best and I, to be honest I think, she, I think she'll smash it out there Yeah it'll be interesting to see how she goes with her, 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 her football and her handling skills but maybe to take up from probably that lack, lack of athleticism she has or probably that, that ageism but if, I suppose it, I know it's a huge difference from playing club football uh, in uh, kind of club final than playing AFL but if you go on yesterday scoring 13 um, I don't think I've scored that in my life to be honest so um, <laughs> if anyone has a chance I don't think I, I won't be backing against her anyway so I won't so I suppose we wish her, wish her the best of luck Ray just, just on, on life down the Ray what, what What's the, the biggest thing you miss from, like, I know you're very close to your family and that kind of thing. Is that, yeah. is that the big, big downer um, from being so far away? Or? Yeah, it, uh, it is, in fairness. It's, it's kind of like when you, it's just little things. Like, when you see the boys, like, they're all out maybe for a couple of pints or out for coffee or lunch, and you're, like, you know exactly the kind of crack that'll be going on. You, you miss that, and that, that's probably the hardest thing once you see lads kind of just going about, day like, day-to-day stuff that I'd normally be doing with them, but then you're not. But then... At the same time, you look at the other side of the coin, and and I'm there like just chilling out on a the beach when when the boys are all 
sitting in the <laughs> so you know they they'd be looking at me kind of envious of that too. But um, I know I've I've made made good friends down there, and in particular with the Irish lads who are playing in Melbourne. Like like you know we're like brothers at this stage with how close we've gotten, and we we hang around with each other an awful lot. And to be honest, they like the likes of kind of like Kieran Byrne, Conor McKenna. The two lads at Hawthorne, like you see, like if it wasn't for them, I, I reckon you'd be you'd be fierce homesick. So the transition for me going down there, it's an awful lot easier than it would have been for a few years ago. Saying how Sean Og with your brothers, because the the support networks are a lot stronger. It's it's not, I suppose, it's not as far away. It doesn't seem as far away as it would have, kind of maybe ten or twelve, fifteen years ago, like you know. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. Um, it is no um, the organisation there, like it's always evolving, like you know. So you're right, like you know, there was it, it, there's things in place now for players that are going out, or even for even for the homegrown players, like you know, then that wouldn't have been there, like kind of previously, like um, like the toughest thing that my brothers found now was like saying goodbye, kind of like you're talking about. Like it's, it's, it's striking home with me. Like, kind of, you're gonna be leaving on the plane there next Wednesday, Ray. Like, kind of, yeah. like that, that was that was their toughest day, saying goodbye yeah. to the family after spending off season here, knowing like that it'll, it'll be twelve months before you see guys, you know, before you see kind of members of the family again, like in the flesh, yeah. you know, kind of. Uh, it is well, um, like, well to be honest, I'm I'm back again. I'm back again at Christmas. Like the club have sorted. Oh out. yeah, yeah. So that that makes it. It's not too bad leaving now, whereas. I know when I go back then after Christmas, it is a little bit tougher, as you say, because you know you're going for a long time, and you just you see like everything when you come back then things have moved on a little bit, and you're kind of yeah. you're kind of afraid you might miss out on stuff, and you might miss out on kind of friendships and building relationships and getting to know people, but at the same time, would I ever turn it down? I mean, it's the once in a lifetime opportunity, and it's it's just a, it's an unreal experience and a little adventure at the same time. Like I'll always be able to say that I did it, and you know that's. That's I, I I love I love just knowing that that when I'm seventy years old and hopefully have grandkids and stuff that they'll be kind of looking up to me when like God says my granddad was a professional footballer for a while like so and it's kind of yeah. just cool to be able to kind of say that like and look at it from that way so just just taking up there in relationships Ray have you your eye on a, an Australian woman or is your heart set and coming back home at some stage to settle down Ah uh, you know me though and I kind of stick to myself now just. <laughs> I, I'll have to marry an Irish woman. I'd say Mary Canellan finds out that I hooked up with an Aussie, she'd kill me. <laughs> and it, uh, lads, just on another note, there it's an unbelievable weekend, I suppose, for women's sport and for Irish sport and generally. Um, she, she, Katie Taylor, she's been unbelievable. She's uh, w- world title now at professional, and she's also won uh, numerous uh, medals uh, at the Olympics. Lads, Sean Ogham, um, what have you? Ever met Katie Taylor, or what's your thoughts on uh, on her achievements? I haven't. I haven't. I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet. Um, it's on my bucket list, though, because uh, <laughs> what a phenomenal. I mean, oh, what a phenomenal sports person. Like you know, um, like coming off a great amateur career, you know, where it couldn't get any better. She goes in the pro ranks, where pro ranks is in, in professional boxing is dog eat dog, and then you know, kind of question marks over, you know, whether she'd be tough enough, like, for the professional, kind of, for the professional game. She's a world champion within, is it nine months of, or maybe short of a year of going professional? Um, this is like, this is, this is like, why the Rover stuff, really, like, you know, kind of, and, um, uh, and then just to see pictures of her there coming into Dublin Airport, you know, with the title, you know, kind of, 
Ah, yeah. fantastic, Byron. Fantastic. Yeah, I suppose, uh, like, uh, I think Sanchez, she was a, the Argentinian, she's a really tough opponent, like, so I suppose it was absolutely super achieving for Katie. She's unbelievable. I actually met her one time at uh, Santry Sports Clinic, so I did, and there was a queue of people a mile long. I don't think, I don't know, she was just going in for a scan on some injury she had. It was a queue of people a mile long to take a picture, and she gave everybody, she gave everybody ample time, and she was, she was unbelievable. Uh, Ray, what's your, what's your thoughts on her achievements? Yeah. Oh, well, you just, as you kind of alluded to there, it's her modesty and just how personable she always seems to be and comes across in her interviews. And, like, she's in a sport, like, obviously in boxing, it's it's all down to you, really. So you have to be supremely arrogant. Like, you see, like, McGregor, Mayweather kind of stuff, how arrogant they are. And, you know, you, and then you come to her and it's just she's so down to earth. And, you know, obviously she's very religious and she kind of everything, but everything seems to come back to kind of, she always almost thanks other people for for her own achievements, and you know that's that kind of modesty and the and, and and being so humble, but yet just so dominant. Like that's that's something that's that's very rare, and um, you know it's something that you admire greatly over. Best of luck. I know you're heading out there in a couple of days' time. Um, we'd be all rooting for you. Anyone from Westmead and anyone from this part of Coosan. Um, yeah. Really hope it, it goes well for you this year. Cheers. Yeah, best of luck, Ray. Best of luck. Yeah. Cheers, Donald. Cheers, Dad.